0: I'll be good on that. Check it out. What's up, everybody? This is Chef Marcus Samuelsson with my co-pilot, Jason Teacate. You're now listening to This Moment, the Transatlantic Bridge, connecting Sweden to Harlem, New York, and all BIPOC communities across the globe. This week on This Moment, we bring back the one and only fantastic New credo. But something has changed. He won another Grammy, nominated, but won once again. And we want to congratulate our friend. So we're talking to Fantastic Negrito about food, life, being on the West Coast, maybe start traveling again, all the adventures of Fantastic Negrito.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, misters, missus, boys and girls, friends from all over the world. Today, we're connecting another city. We're reconnecting another spot. That is Oakland, California. And welcoming back a dear friend of the podcast, Mr. Fantastic Negrito. Welcome back, brother.
2: Man, thank you so much, man, for having me. It feels... I know we don't talk much, but there's something... Um, Extremely visceral here It's like I feel something when I see y'all I don't know what I like it a lot
3: You're actually our first guest to come back for a reappearance with, And that says a lot That says a lot, brother No, we love having you
0: Yeah, we love having you And I can't wait for I mean on a selfish note, I hope there will be a This Moment song featuring Jason and uh, the fantastic Negrito. Like, when's the song yep. coming, man? Well, listen, yep.
2: I, I'm going to tell y'all, that is now way more possible now that I'm free and I've I've launched my own record label right in West Oakland on 34th and San Pablo called Storefront Records. And now I don't have any more of that, that label stuff. And so... Um, you're free, you're free and you're creativity. I'm free. Can, can you
0: explain for us a little bit, what does it take to set up? I mean, both of you guys have done indie labels based, you know, Jason with Juju and now you setting this up. What's the journey of setting up a record company? Because I don't think most people know how to do that, or what that means. I ran
3: my label from 99 to 2009. So I actually still don't, I, I don't have it, but I've been thinking about uh, going indie again. But but tell us, how is the journey like for you, Fantastic?
2: Man, I was telling you earlier that I had an anniversary. Like my kids will turn six. That's an anniversary when people got to know Fantastic Negrito. And NPR, the main ingredient, man, the main ingredient is you can't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't care how many plans you got, you got loans, you got the bank, all the no, it doesn't matter. If you cannot take no for an answer, and you must have a vision of what it is. If you can envision what it is, then you can make it happen. And, and I think the third step for me, I'm like, um, you got to raise support. That means brand partnership. That means, hey, the people walking by, how do they feel in, in West Oakland, a, an area that's marginalized? How do they feel about you being there? That's, that, that's number two. And I think the third thing is, yeah, you got you to be relentless, raising, raising some awareness and some money a GoFundMe. I'm doing a GoFundMe. I feel like it's a great thing. What do do I do after I won three Grammys in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I better do something crazy. I better be radical. I better not win another one. That's what I say. And I I remember telling the the board that they looked at me like, I'd be like, nah, Mm -hmm. man, if I win another one, maybe I failed. Well, take us in. Take us stop
0: for a moment. Yeah, yes. Yeah, we we got to
3: congratulate. We got to congratulate. First of all, for Marcus and me, we got to say congratulations. Fantastic Negrito for the third Grammy in three years, right?
2: Well, it know what it is, the third three albums
3: released. Third three albums. That's such an accomplishment. It's crazy. Uh, Xavier, it's incredible. Congratulations, brother. And so well-deserved, man. You know,
0: but were you nervous this year? Were you like, tell me a little bit, because obviously it's not in the room anymore because of obviously the whole pandemic. But what was the feeling? Were you like celebrating with your friends and family? Like,
2: what was the party feeling like? Let me be honest, because I know sometimes I just keep performing. I'm trying to get out of that. Like, I'm, I don't want to yeah. posture. How did I really, really, really feel? How did I really feel? I felt um, I felt this way. I won two in a row. And I would be online, you know, sometimes and I saw that there was kind of a backlash, like, man, this guy him again. Why does he win again? And I'm like, yeah, I make, I make good records. But anyway. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then um, so I thought like people were like, don't vote for him. Don't vote for him no matter what. So I thought, okay, maybe they maybe they'll do that this year. So my feeling was um, I think I was cool until I sat down right here in this very same couch, and they you're online and they're gonna announce it. I was like, I got really nervous. I was like, "Man, you no!" Know, because I like to win. I'm competitive. We all three of us don't get to where we're going by not being competitive people. We have to be honest. People got to realize that out there that are trying to do stuff that we 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 is some competitive folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was like, "That's unbelievable." It's a it's um mm. it may be unprecedented. I'm not sure. I don't follow mm. up with that stuff. But were you were you home or were you? I was here. What I did is I bought Even the there. red carpet to West Oakland. I went, I rented a red carpet. I got the yeah. tent. It, it looked, if, if you had walked in, you would have thought, oh, are we in, is this Hollywood? No, this is West Oakland, 34th yes. in San Pablo. And did you have friends and family
3: around you or how, how did that, you know, how did the room look?
2: Well, the thing is, I had, you know, only you can get about 50 people due to, I want to follow the strict COVID you know, regulations. So I got about 50 people, but it was um, all outdoor with tents. And then I was in this room by myself because you have to be online talking with the Grammy board. And so I'm sitting here online, you're waiting, and then you gotta you do the interviews just by staying online. And then I was able mm-hmm. to get out there, but it was amazing, like just the people that we forget about. The people that are marginalized, the people that may have problems mental issues, drugs, walking by, that's, they, man, they made me feel great because they were, they keep telling me every time I see them like, man, thank you for bringing it here. Thank you for setting up your business here. It means everything to us, man. And, and I, that's, I really, that felt great, man. You know, and I had friends that I grew up with that all came and, um, Dwayne Wiggins from Tony, 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 people like that. People just, people showed up and they're just happy. And I'm happy to to be representing Oakland, California. But
0: speaking speaking about that, speaking about that, right? Because you're in a legendary musical place, right? Rafael Sadiq, Tony Tony Tony, right around the corner. And obviously they were there.
3: Digital Underground, you know
0: Tupac. (laughs)
3: <laughs> too short, you know what I mean? Yeah, too short. Uh, e
0: forty, yeah, E forty, all Panthers. of that stuff. <laughs> Hold so on. obviously, that's in the air. I mean, Jason and I get that feeling when we hear, as you know, when we're in Harlem, you feel like you're walking on Lennox or you're walking out in Clayton. You mm. feel like you're walking in this ground. Explain to our listeners about Oakland with that history. You know, mm. Uh,
2: mm. Uh, talk to us about that. Well, I feel like with that history, when, you talk, when you're when you when you're Saying all those names, I'm like, yeah, um, you know, Raphael FaceTime me. He was in LA, E40 FaceTime Me. I mean, it's um, you really want, I really, really can't lie. I'm mean, like, you know, artists like, man, I don't care, man. I don't care. But I really care about what those cats think. I really care about the architects of this. Ta- I'm doing a show with Taj Mahal, online show, I think, on Saturday. On Saturday, I care what he thinks. I care what he thinks. You know, I care what Buddy Guy thinks. I care what yeah. Bobby Rush thinks. I mean, they don't live here, but when you're, when, when you're talking about Oakland, like you, you're you right, you talk talking about the Black Panthers. you're talking about mm-hmm. E-40, you're talking about Metallica, Tower of Power, Sly Stone, Digital Underground, Boom. where Tupac Boom. started. You're talking yeah. about some heavy hitters. So, you know, I feel uh, it's scary sometimes, and I feel I, I'm like peeking at, am I doing okay? <laughs>
3: yeah, but recognition from your peers and love from your peers of course that means a lot you know yeah
2: and and as marcus when he named some of them names it's not even the peers the gods yeah yeah
0: true yeah the
3: true. gods of this thing but honestly you know xavier it you're a genre bending artist i mean we talked about it in our last conversation you know of uh of what you know not even wanting to categorize your music more than calling it you know uh, roots music, American roots music. Um, is there, do you do you have any competition?
2: You know? I think I think my competition is um, excellence. I'm always striving for excellence, man. I, I just to me, I you know, I listen to the great music that was done before me, and I get I feel s- small. But I call mm-hmm. it what I do. I got it, my own genre. I call it Black Roots Music, and that's exactly. that that's that's funk rock. Soul, punk, rhythm, blues, alligator shoes, foot stomps,
3: Gumbo, gumbo stew.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's everything, you know? And that's, <laughs> you know, and I think it's a beautiful thing. We all from the diaspora sitting in, on this podcast and our, our ancestors really made us rich like the Rockefellers. You know, they really left us such a beautiful legacy that we could, you know, live off of and feed our children off of. We're rich, black folk rich.
0: Mm -hmm. But also when people get, I think one thing that people get in your aura is don't be afraid to be original because you are a true original. And you've been able to move that from New York to California and also in different art forms, right? And that's, I think, is a huge inspiration where you said, hey, don't take no for an answer. I completely hear you. You know what I mean, and mm. these are some of these things that people said. Well, you know, uh, you know, how can you do what you're doing, and what's the journey like? I'm like, no, don't exist, and I fully. Mm. It, it doesn't have a country. It doesn't have a state. It doesn't have a city. It's like you really mm. push forward <laughs> because, and sometimes you are the only person seeing what that journey is going to be like. May not even be
2: mm-hmm. the destiny where, but you and you got to keep keep holding mm. on. I think mm. when I'm looking at y'all and when I'm talking to y'all, that's what all three of us have in common sitting here. Our story mm. of being these outsiders. Mm. You're kind of an alien. You from Africa, but raised by Swedish people. But now become an international cook, and you got an African American father, Swedish mother. I think you said your mother.
3: No, American white white American mom, but they but but lived and raised in Sweden. Yeah.
2: You know, and me, I my insane background. Like my father. From, man, since I talked to y'all, the whole world done changed. So, I mean, it was a whole, I can't even get into it. I, I I, I was in Atlanta shooting the show called Black Lightning, and they quarantined me in a hotel. And you know what I did? I went on Ancestry.com. Oh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> so much paperwork on who I really was. Man, I, I, I'm i going to give you a summary in like a couple minutes. Only I don't want to yeah. give it off Number one. Go, go my whole album is now is based on what i discovered my new album um i discovered that who I, my last name which is long is made up it's not a real last name my mother didn't know my father's name until i just told her a month ago i just met a whole separate country of people related to me i didn't last time i talked to you, i didn't know that I, I, who they were that's number 1 number 2 There's a, (laughs) this one is a white woman. She's my seventh grandmother. Her name is Elizabeth Gallimore. I found the paperwork on her where she was dragged into court and charged with unlawfully cohabitating with a Negro slave belonging to a Mr. Henry Jones. So that started, that's that's another one. And the third, and so that's, I'm like, what? I come from a a line of people who didn't give a fuck.
3: (laughs) Just in number one, it feels like there was a
2: lot to unpack right there. Um, Just number one, man. But I would have never guessed it. And I I have a, you know, my dad, I look at it like this. I just want to say this. The album I'm writing is how we deal with the construct of white supremacy, which is pervasive as you know what. That my father made that decision because he was intelligent, progressive, different, artistic, creative. In 1905, that's how I mean, he was like 33 years older than my mother. So he created a whole identity to to combat that construct of white supremacy that severs your head and tells you, "Well, you're nothing actually." And so I, got, I understand why he did it. I and just and, and just talking about the name changing, you know. Uh,
3: my my dad was my dad and his three uh, brothers and sisters were sent from Harlem in 19, let's see, 1950. They were sent to Nigeria because my grandmother had married a Nigerian politician and journalist. So they were scooped up from Harlem, sent to Nigeria. She changed all their names to she didn't want them to keep their slave names. and then the name of the man that she had married, his last name was Ajulu Chuku. So she changed all their, name, their last names to Ajulu Chuku, and then they got different first names. Now, in 1957, my dad was able to get back. to So after seven years in Nigeria, he was 17, he got back to uh, the United States. And he didn't want to, you know, because this, this Nigerian stepfather was mean to him or whatever. He went to a, a Malian man in Harlem named Papa Konate, and he gave him a new name. And that's how my dad became Matabuko Diakite. But he was born as Warren Robinson. And then, then became Bamali Ajuluchuku for seven years and then came back to Harlem at 17 and he was Madabuko Diakite. So since then, knowing that there's a, you know, like a name can be a cape. You can carry it, but you can also shed it. You know, I've always been Jason Diakite. I've never been anything else. But I, I could shed it and be something else. So when my dad came to Sweden, his phone bill would come in a whole it, it would say MacArthur Robinson. And I'm like, <laughs> who is this? He's like, I don't tell them my real name. You know, you crazy. And when I get you see another bill, it'll be, you know, Jack, uh, Jack Arthur. You know, that's some black uh, man survival kit right there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like just it echoes so much of what you're saying about you do what you have to do to navigate uh, being black in this kind of omnipotent white supremacy.
2: And maintain your dignity.
3: And sanity.
0: But Jason, you do take on and I think this, Jason, I think that you've done that really well, right? Because mm. out in the world in Scandinavia, Timbuktu it's a starting point of the conversation, right? And Mm. now Mm. people might say Timbuktu Jason or Jason Timbuktu, but it's really Timbuktu. Mm. So as an artist, you both have these great names that you can sort of go to, and then you can Mm. take it off when you are living your personal life. And I do think there's something really brilliant about that because it's almost like Kiss before the makeup came off, right? It's a little bit like, okay,
2: we can live our experiences in a different way. I think you said it right, Jason, when you said sanity, mental health, yeah. Ooh, crucial, which is really yeah. what um, Have You Lost Your Mind Yet was all about. I mean, I was mm. writing about mental health and this navigating through the maze of just living in, in, in a world of, of followers and likes, so to speak. Mm. Like, how do, we, how do we deal with that? It's just as normal people.
0: Xavier, do you, um, do you meditate or do you, what do you do in terms of keeping your mental health in check? Is there something you, is there a process that you go
2: through? Well, I think one of the things that I do, I don't know if both of y'all can relate to this, is I keep the same friends that I've had for, mm-hmm. for the past 30, 40 years. That's very important. I'm yes. always... And I put the I put the word I leave the word I'm trying to say because I want to be polite. <laughs> Ninja, please. <laughs> like we 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 need. <laughs> hey, we need those friends
3: that, the, that that can check you, that can check you beyond beyond all potential yeah. big headedness, whatever. Yeah,
2: hey. and I think also I, I'm a huge, you know, um, believer of eating right and yoga. I mean, I, you guys know I live on my farm, Revolution Plantation. Mm-hmm. That means everything to me, just, I feel like when you're growing a plant, and you're looking at that plant grow, and that plant provides for you and your family. I mean, I haven't bought greens in years. Beautiful, beautiful. I grow so yes. much food on my, on, my, on my little farm. That is a, that's how I stay grounded. I get my hands into that soil and reconnect yeah. with that, and, and feel that power and that energy. And I think there's even a science to your hands being in, in the soil. But those are mm. those are the things that I do, you know.
3: Mm. Yeah, it you know, going through the pandemic, we we've spent a lot of time in and we live in Stockholm, which is which is a city, it's a it's a small city for being a capital of a country, but yet and still, you know, surrounded by concrete and asphalt. And one of the main kind of um, energy refill or sources of energy through the pandemic when we can't have our regular social gatherings concerts what have you for me has been just being in the forest i also have a two and a half year old so she loves being in the forest nice and i kind of influenced by my mom who said that you know you have to you have to go tree bathing right you have to go you have to go out among the trees you actually have to hug the trees to get there's a there's a it'll make your body release you know uh, energy and they're, they're giving you things when you're amongst the trees. And, you know, my mom is very, very heavy on the spiritual side, but I, and, you know, I'm a little more skeptical, I guess. Um, but I that's one that I do believe, you know, there's something soothing about, and, and the same thing as putting your hands in the earth, right? Your hands in the dirt is grounding you to, to, you know, the earth mother in, in some, primordial way.
2: Absolutely, man. When I was, you know, I was in a coma three weeks and par- mm. you know, I had to learn how to walk again. I remember like, well, I mm. walked like a zombie and I remember I would, the nurses would come from the hospital to take me to walk. You know, you have to walk to the mailbox today. Okay, good. You did good. Yeah. So what I would do when I was walking, I'd be like, I, something told me in that moment of walking like Frankenstein, I had to go touch this wow. tree. And I remember I got over there and I just got onto the tree started crying
1: mm.
2: it was I never forget that moment it was in l a but I had mm. to feel that tree man because I was so broken and I was so devastated physically by the, by this accident and the other the the, the second thing I want to say is I think is black folks African Americans in particular, we need to get back into that soil because that in our subconscious is our point of trauma and I may have said that to y'all before, but I feel like for black folks it's so important to get back mm-hmm. into that thing that traumatized mm-hmm. us because the thing that trump that's why you know we can turn it around and make it amazing and mm-hmm. it can it can heal us it, 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 maybe that's
3: one of the like one of the continuing traumas of of slavery is the fact that it also robs us of the part of the history where the people stolen from Africa were actually brought their agricultural skills and prowess to America, not only agricultural, but carpentry and I'm sure uh, blacksmithing and, and uh, weaving. Uh, And of course, as the world knows, singing songs, you know, singing songs and dancing dances Uh, and that major kind of contribution on on all those or those many contributions are kind of sometimes if not forgotten but but it seems like sli- slavery puts just this bloody blanket over all of that
0: well, it robs you of mm. worth, right? Physical mm. worth and mental worth, you know what I mean? I mean, when and, that and, becomes and that our has, story. Yeah, yeah, and it or, be, or doesn't become the story that never gets told, right? Because, right. the right. you know, the, the told story that always gets told isn't the person that sort of drives the narrative and so on. And I think mm. that so much of our lives um, were anonymous lives and now we have an opportunity to live visible lives and you know just go back to what your mom said jason you know when maya's mom comes to new york you know they live out on a big farm a lot of land in ethiopia in the middle of Mm. ethiopia so she's surrounded like nature is everything she's surrounded by coffee avocado Mm. ayurveda all of these different things Mm. when she comes to new york first thing she does is She kisses, she goes to the park across the street. Mm. She Mm. And she puts her hand on and kisses the the little mountain. She kisses the trees. You know what I mean? Mm. Like her connectivity is Mm. not necessary to the streets or to the buildings. That means nothing Mm. to her. And so Mm. I do think that idea of nature, there is something there that is very spiritual, you know, New York City wouldn't be New York without its park. It wouldn't even survive as a city. We would drive each other crazy. Imagine you take Central Park out, you take Prospect Park out, you take all these amazing park, Marcus Garvey Park out, and just put buildings up. We wouldn't exist. We would destroy each other.
2: I agree. No, that's very real, man. That's um it's such an important it's such an important part, of the mental health. It's just plants and and then cooking. I mean, you can relate to that. Marcus, well, I have an 11 year old um, and thank you so much for the cookbook because now he's into it now. Now I'm like, put that computer down, man. And he's into the cookbook. So pretty soon we'll, you know, I'll be tagging something that he made. He's in there. He's just reading it. So I'm really grateful that you have that book. But Jason, you know, this and, and Xavier, we, we talk about this so
0: much of what we did and are doing naturally is now coming back and we have to relearn it. Like this idea of black farmers, we were the farmers. Do you know what I mean? Mm, there was Native mm, American mm. farmers and there were black farmers, right? Mm, and mm. then people think like, oh, the journey of black chefs, we were the cooks. Do you know what I mean? We were mm. the anonymous <laughs> cooks we were the domestic. We were all of that. And then you wow. talk about the things that were robbed that you will never hear about. I'll tell you a story and, and Jason, you know about this story. Mr. Nearest Green, he's the person that invented, came up the recipe for Jack Daniels, but he mm. was a slave and he didn't get one dime for it. What does that do, mm. right? It changed the trajectory of worth. If he would have got 10 cents on the dollar for every bottle of Jack Daniels, think about the wealth for his family, but not only the family wealth, Other black people would have looked into this field as, oh, there's a worth there. So, you Mm -hmm. know, when the history gets so rewritten of reality, our worth, what we should go into, gets confused. People say stuff like, oh... Uh, how come there's no black farmers? This is the field that we completely had. We were just weren't called farmers. We were called slaves. And when that land owning, when the land that we were supposed to be owning that we never got, it changed the trajectory. So so mm-hmm. I do think that yeah. we're still searching for those places and those places that are supposed to be ours and we're supposed to be back into So it's it's going to take a long time. And it's not just black people are doing it. You see that in Asian-American communities. You see that in Latinx. And you see it in all what we call others.
2: Hello, this is Fantastic Negrito, and you are listening to This Moment.
3: Xavier, tell us, what's a typical Fantastic
2: Negrito meal? Like, what what do you throw down when you, you know, when you've you've harvested? I want to say this one thing, that we have a Mm -hmm. massive growing coalition of black farmers in Oakland. Huge. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them Mm -hmm. are women. A lot of them. So... I just wanted to say that just to give a shout out to all the black farmers in Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I want to say, what do I eat, man? I always laugh at myself. I'm like, gosh, I'm an old man now. I eat like an old man. Mm -hmm. I eat very um, simple, very basic, not too spicy. I like like greens and fish. And Mm -hmm. um, I keep it very simple. I like to eat to feel good and to feel alive. I love eating the greens from my garden. It almost feels like it's a drug. I'm eating them and it feels like this super energetic Mm -hmm. thing is happening. I love, um, do love a lot of Japanese food because it's simple. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, I was much braver, man. I ate everything, but I don't know what happened. Why I can't handle such a complex or fancy diet anymore. I just like simple.
0: Jason, is there a city that you go to when you tour where you like get excited about because... I know, for example, that you love, you used to love to tour in Imeo because the audience was always great. But is there a city you get mm. excited about because, oh, the food's going to be great here. Is there a city we should mm. know about in Scandinavia, Jason? I would say
3: right now, Copenhagen, or for the past like 10 years, Copenhagen. Uh, I know, Xavier, you've been there. Marcus, you've, you've been yeah. there many, many times because... Sweden has a rigidity as you know it's it's a very organized society it's very kind of clean structured and I I dare say pretty square society whereas the Danes are for better and for worse are a little more loose you know and 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 that means you know if you want to set up a restaurant in a in a in a bike shed or <laughs> uh in a broken down um uh, building that should be torn down but a condemned building you can act, you're actually allowed to do that which you which you aren't really in in sweden so a lot there's been a lot of like innovative stuff going on in denmark markets nice. when it comes to food when it comes mm-hmm. to food when it comes to music i eh, you know mm-hmm. uh not as much not as progressive and i guess that's just how the the cookie crumbles that you know there's certain lanes where a culture will be more progressive and then in other lanes, maybe a little less progressive. I don't know. Also, I, I haven't been up on like Danish hip hop music for a couple of years, but, but all through the nineties, since I'm from the South of Sweden, from Lund, the nearest kind of metropolis to go to, to get that inspiration, basically Mm -hmm. to hear the music and, and to when I could afford to, to buy like records, uh, when it went, you know, I would hear that Tripwire Quest had come out with a new album. It could take four months before that album was even available in Scandinavia. Copenhagen was the first place to go sure. look. And so Copenhagen was really a formative spot for me all through the 90s, you know. David, what
0: about you? What's a city? What's a place that you look forward to? And like, oh, the food is dope here and the music scene is great. And, you know.
2: Man, I tell you, man, I've had some weird experiences. (laughs) I mean, I have some ones that can get you in trouble as a married man. You know, I have some ones. And I'm like, I'm scared of those places. I don't want to say them. But I do like them. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm scared. But I do like them. (laughs) (laughs) But you're scared. But I'm scared, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I feel like this, man. You know, I've been shocked. that I got to say, let me just say it. I love Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm just going to wow. say it like that. I'm just going to mm-hmm. leave it like that. I'm going to let everybody, why do I love that? The food is amazing. The people are beautiful. Um, they, may, um, they may not have a lot, but they're warm. And then there's a really a lot of social movements happening there that really shocked me. And I was like, wow, this is happening here. I'd say that, pla- that place is great to go to. I think a place like with food, I mean, come on, man, you can't hate on Italy. <laughs> Why is it so good? It's just simple, basic ingredients. So I love that. And um, I love Japan. I always say, I said that that food is yeah. my, that's in my blood. I just can, everything that they cook, I love. Um, and one place, I'll, I'll say one of the places that surprised me in terms of food that shocked me. I went to a place that I played in this huge festival in Greece, and it was in Larissa, Greece. Mm-hmm. And they were like, man, we've been listening to your music for about two weeks, and now we've prepared this meal mm-hmm. for your music, how we felt. And, man, it was... Look, hey, my people are from down south, so I've had pig feet and all that, but this pig feet I had in Greece was unbelievable. Mm. It was an octopus, and it was just so exotic and... I love that. Cyprus, there's just so many, um, in terms of food, all these places coming to my head, you would never think of those places for food. At least I wouldn't. Greece, Cyprus, Brazil.
3: Another one I got to drop on y'all is New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, for me, as far as like, I mean, the food is, of course, amazing. And it's, there's such deep history. But the, the root music that's played on, you know, any given night on Frenchman Street is just... To me, uh, and that the fact that you see young people still playing, uh, you know, the roots instruments, yeah, playing, you know, you'll see six trombone players, you know,
0: no fat young, second lines or, yeah,
3: mm-hmm. young cats still, and mm-hmm. then the next day you'll be in another part of town and you'll be like, hey, I recognize that trombone player from. Two days ago, I saw him on Frenchman Street. And, and hip-hop, the hip scene. And the yeah. hip-hop
0: scene, you mm-hmm. know, it's been, you know, Manny and everybody's been thrown down there for a long, time. Big long, long, long Frida. Long time. Shout Sorry. out to
2: Big Frida, you know. Don't forget Tank and the Bangers, man. They, they I are. love Tank and the Bangers. I'm not saying that because we made a record together either, but I'm saying she's one of the most talented. She's, the, I
3: mean, she's also really genre. I mean, she mixes in storytelling uh emceeing and singing and just like and using her voice as, as an instrument. She's amazing.
2: She's amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. So I gotta I gotta hold
0: the flag up for which I thought maybe Xavier would say, but you know, mm-hmm. for food, LA man. There's yeah. something in LA in terms of there's a documentary called City of Gold by this incredible uh, food critic that wrote for the L.A. Times forever, Jonathan Gold. He passed away two years ago now. But mm. uh, I just love—you can go to a place like San Gabriel Valley, and it's Chinese food, Sichuan food, better than anywhere else. Right? I'm not talking about now like the fancy places. I'm talking about you can get Afghan food, you can get food from, of course, Persian food. You know, you can go down to. It is little K Town. Yeah, K Town, of course. I'm yeah, getting to Little K-town, Ethiopia. Of course. <laughs> you can't jump it. You can't jump yeah. it.
2: You know, you got to, <laughs> you know, skate down. Little Adis. Yeah, little Adis, yeah, yeah. exactly. I used to live yeah. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I used to eat there, damn there, every day. Kitfoo, like religiously. But yeah, you're right. I think because LA, I probably, it's probably like a beautiful wife you have that you just see her every day. Mm. I, t- I lived there mm. for so long. I take it mm. for granted, but. Mm. You're right. I mean, LA has, and my, my boy Malcolm Spellman, who's like kind of my creative partner, he mm-hmm. always, we always argue about that. But yeah, you're right. It's like, <laughs> he's like, LA, 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 LA. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, man. You're right. LA, LA definitely has. You can go anywhere, you're right, you get anything. And
0: it's not just, don't get me wrong, that this is not about restaurant eating. These are anything from food trucks to restaurant to outdoor market. If you've never done it in your life, if you could ever just go to one of the farmer's market in Venice or in Santa Monica on a weekend, it's one of the biggest luxury and privileges in your life. Just walking around and looking at vegetables and fruits in the height of its season and just you know, for me, you know? Oliviera
2: Street. Yes. man, I lived Oliviera Street downtown. All the Mexican and and um, and um, La Flora Blanca, the um, El Salvadorian food. I mean, I lived mm-hmm. lived in Marina del Rey, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in Marina del Rey. I'm kicking it. But then I was yeah. just like, after a few years, I was like, I'm sad and I'm depressed. Why, man? I went, I moved to South Central. And I'm yes. like this is where I feel something here, more kindred. I grown up in Oakland, so I knew the politics, and I knew like I was wearing these jackets. Ain't nobody gonna mess with me. I'm not. No, I'm not mm. a gangbanger. I'm a weirdo. You know what I mean. So mm. I mm. lived there, and I tell you the food experience living in those the Latin American communities, man, it was unbelievable. Yes. So yeah, let's mm. let's give it up to L.A. Yeah, just yeah, so, like yeah, you can yeah, go but, get okay. But, Peruvian food, you know, Mm -hmm. then you can get Mexican food truck like you're talking about. Then you got El Salvador, you get pupusas. Yes. It was (laughs) unbelievable. You're right, man. I, I, I. I just take L.A. for granted.
0: And I don't know if Jason has okay. been there, but I assume you've been there, Xavier. Like, Because so, right down there, maybe Jason has been there too, uh, Grand Central Market is his place. I have not been, actually. Oh, my God. Next time you come to you go to L.A., so it's downtown mm-hmm. L.A., which is really where we used to be the garment street and it's really working class and beautiful. And, of course, in the center of this is this like over 100-year-old market called Grand Central mm-hmm. Market, where... Mexican is right next to the El, Salvador, El, Salvador, El, Salvador, El Salvadorian place, next to the hipster place, because it's now hip, right? But for me, we can do, I mean, two hours there and you feel, I feel good afterwards. And it's just honest place. With well,
3: Xavier... You know, I heard you say you're making... Are you already making a new album. Tell us a bit about the album. What are your thoughts? Are, uh, where are you in the process? What are you... Um, is it a continuation? Are you taking a left turn? What, what are you... You know... What are you looking at?
2: I got a name for this album, and I'm gonna... I, I can't say it to anybody. It's so... But I, would, I was gonna name it Freedom is Terrifying, because that's what it feels mm. like. Freedom is a bit mm. terrifying. I feel like I... Again, I want to say, you—you you know, winning awards. What it makes me do is, I'm not making a left. I'm getting into a spaceship, and I'm launching off into another world. You know what I mean? That's mm. how I'm approaching this album. And and I always, you know, the great thing about you know blues. One, th- I may not p- play twelve-bar blues, but I love storytelling. And I think mm. that it's about my own story. I found I'm not who I thought I was. And, and I've gone into the, I'm into the 15, 1500s right now in my family, which is like, what? Yeah, I'm in the 1500s and there's a huge story there. And it's not just black and white. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of little gray areas and things are not really as they're presented. And mm-hmm. it may, I think I may be speaking for all of us here that, mm-hmm. you know, you may not know a lot of things But when you find them out, man, they can either liberate you or make you bitter. Wow. And I think this record is about discovering. I'm going to discover who I am through the process. It's like this metamorphosis of like my name, my ancestry. I thought I was this person. I'm not. I got my roots go like very far back. I'm like, how do we black people? How am I in the 1500s? There's a reason why I'm there. I found a route, I found pictures, documents. I'm writing about everything that I found. I did not know who I was, but I'm definitely taking chances more sonically. I just don't want, we just got to bust out of this thing, man. The, this, the pandemic drove us. So it, how,
3: how, how do you tap into that original space of creativity that you, you know, that's well, that you're fetching this water from that you're turning into this uh, you know very original music you know i feel like i i know we touched on it in our last conversation but i still feel like a lot needs to be said on it you know in it in today's age where not only music but everything is so formatted and and it's drawn together and like you know we're like flocks of birds you know flying in one direction one day and then the next day well lead bird flies to the right then everybody goes to the right you know politically i'm sure this is the same in food markets I, you know how do you how, how do you stay free from the trends
2: well i'll tell you one thing that is very important and um, i don't want to talk so use bad words but i love i have to not giving a fuck is the main ingredient mm-hmm. you have to not mm-hmm. give a fuck mm-hmm. you have to really mm-hmm. not give a fuck like i don't care if i don't have x amount of followers i don't care a publicist or somebody's telling you something you have to be like I don't care. I, be, I believe in this. There's some, what happened to what we believed in? You have to create. Yeah, right. You have to do, create like you're 17 with the wisdom of a grandfather. You know, remember when we were 17? Remember that, remember that kid? He could do anything. Man, I'm going to try this. Yeah. Let me try this. But then someone came along and said, no. So I just try to stay in touch with that 17-year-old with the, the wisdom of, of a grandpa and stand down in 34th and San Pablo. Man, that's reality. That's hey, that's great, Someone, just, that. that's someone great, came right in front of here and just stripped naked yesterday. Mm, I just mm, was like, there it is. Mm. That's our, she was like, I think I'm going to strip <laughs> it naked. It <laughs> and look, I mean, yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens down here. I think free. it's free. Yeah. I mean, I think they're a little bit crazy, but,
0: yeah, but, um, yeah.
2: but there's something about being down here and you're down here with just people. They're going through all kinds of stuff. And I, I, I enjoy that. Yeah, Not I enjoy being in that environment because guess what? I'm going through all kinds of stuff too. I thought that was,
0: that's a really good advice actually with the curiosity and the mindset of a 17 year old, but also with the know-how of a grandpa, because especially mm. as, as men, we, it takes us a while to figure out where we go in and where is our journey uh, taking us. And I, you know, I work hard on shutting out stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, really, Mm. when I create, Mm -hmm. I can't look at... I love speaking to you guys, musicians and other creatives, because that gives me a lot of creativity, but not necessarily with chefs, because I really want to stay in my own space. And I think that the biggest gift that I have is Africa. The blessings of being black is that incredible... Pot of diamonds, you know, in terms of food, mm. you know, I'm mean, just looking at That's your that. mental wealth. Yes, that's and your so mental wealth don't talk right to there. Me. You're disturbing me right now. I'm, I'm digging. Do you know what I mean? I'm finding, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for my soursop. I'm looking for my sea moss, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I find it's so I always like, mm, I can't afford to go to everything. I can't afford to do all this stuff because I really got to be in my own head at, on that. So I could be very. St- like that's the thing like you can't really afford to be on another page because
2: you really got to do you you know I love that
0: you know i and love
2: you i'm in love with that's just you slammed from the free throw line man yeah. when you said man that's our wealth man that's our that's mm. a, that's our money that, you know people like everybody else knows what? that except us our community a lot of time that is all mm. africa left us everything left of music food knowledge wisdom fashion style swag athleticism intelligence philosophy africa
3: <laughs> guys listen it listen it's quarter to 9 yeah. in stockholm and the the grocery store closes in 15 minutes You gotta do I run. gotta buy boom. I gotta buy milk and porridge for my daughter's breakfast go, tomorrow go, go you better I, go. I love talking to you, two, yeah, me you too. me too I, I really I, I love listening to you two building and, and learning you know it's uh thank you man you it's this. an honor to, it's an honor to be in conversation with the both of you and and consider this your home
2: Xavier
0: yeah. and congrats for the third congrats for the third Grammy in a row All boom right.
2: Tres, hey, listen! On the tres, new album, tres. I'm coming here. I'm gonna announce a new album on this show. Make sure I do that, because it's gonna flip y'all wigs back when I say this name. <laughs> and listen, okay. So, and, and just because I'm I'm about to head out the door,
3: we have an ask of you, Xavier. Yes. You know, uh, uh, we have an ask. I'm just gonna lay it out there. You know, we would like you to compose. Uh, it doesn't have to be a long piece of music, but uh, uh, our theme. You know. The theme music For this moment yes. You know Nobody can do it Better than you bro Consider mm.
2: it done Thank And also I'm saying To Adu Who's in this room Adu Make sure I want to start A SoundCloud Because they put it Back in my head So me and Jason can Get on some music together Yeah mm. I just mm. need help I yes. got it sitting there I just need Adu So we're going to Blame Adu For everything The universe has a plan yeah and I got it I just got to send it to you I'm like I yeah. got this idea
0: and Xavier soon in about five months Jason's going to be in the states anyway so we make sure well, that we wherever you are yet, I'm we'll coming All
2: right. I got to yeah. get away from my wife so make sure you get the plan now I'm telling you we got to go to New York for seven days we got to do it <laughs> email is coming right now it's coming right now yeah All man
3: right. yeah man All one right. love Blessings. love you guys Thank you everybody for listening. If you have suggestions, thoughts, stories you want to share, email us at this at gmail.com. follow us on Instagram this moment podcast and we will be back next week. Peace.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music